Hi, welcome to TIFF Talks. The opinions and views expressed on TIFF Talks is that of Tiffany Stokes-Dinkins solely, or her guests solely, and are meant to provide information as well as comedic humor. None of said opinions or views necessarily represent Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. This podcast contains explicit language, including vulgar comments, profanity, and graphic descriptions of events. Furthermore, the people described in this podcast are of actual clients. Names, places, and specific details have been changed to protect the privacy and sanctity of Tiffany Stokes Dinkins' clients. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is episode four of TIFF Talks. I have the great pleasure of having someone that not only I live with, but I happen to love. I have my husband, Darren, here for an episode called Men of Color. So, Darren, you ready for this conversation? So we're going to get a little deep. We're going to be talking about men, black men like yourself. Okay, why are you making this so awkward? Because it is. It's not awkward. I mean, it is when it comes to coming into my office. Well, just understand that, you know, sometimes people call me an Oreo. So, you know, I guess that helps with the whole men of color dynamics. It's apparently I'm supposed to be two. I don't know. But, but uh, I say we get it going. Why not? Let's have some fun. Okay. Well... So here's the thing. Here's the myth, right? Anytime I've ever had a black man or even or any man of color, so not just black men, Hispanic men or Latinx men, if that's the new term now, um, men from East Indian cultures. The thing is, you know, we don't talk about those things. You know, we go out and we play sports and, and, and or we go to church and Jesus will fix it. Or, well, that's what I have friends for. And what the hell am I going to speak to you about it? And you name it. I've heard it. Right. But specifically in the black community, there's just a lot of things that just are not spoken. And black men are raised to not speak about what happens within their home when they're children or even when they're adults. They're taught to keep it to themselves and they're taught that they're just supposed to suck it up or they're just supposed to deal with it or they're not supposed to feel or have emotions, right? And then there's me, a woman of color who wants to help and who understands what's going on and who sees the abuse and the trauma and so on and so forth and is like um yeah you need help because you got issues and you beating the hell out of people and you beating the shit out of your wife and all that and it would be nice if you talk to somebody than doing the dumb shit that you're doing wouldn't you agree darren okay. that works out. but it all comes down to trust right well, what do you think? Uh, well, I understand. I understand where you're going with what you say. It's, it comes down to trust, because you know, uh, unfortunately, many of us are also taught not to trust anyone. You know, anyone. Period. Doesn't matter if they're not in your house. You don't trust them. It's only later, as we grow up, that we find that 
sometimes the people that we truly can't trust are those that are close to us. Hmm. You know? So, um, I mean, imagine growing up, and you as a black woman should understand this, you're growing up, and over time, you're being told on a regular basis, don't say anything. Hmm. Don't say anything. Because anything that comes out of your mouth can be used against you in any way, shape, or form. And then as you get older and you realize, like, no, I should say something to someone. And you and that someone that you try and talk to is, say, a sibling or a parent or an extended family member. And they, they turn around and now either spread your business in the family. Yeah. Or drop your, you know, spread your, spread your business when out in public settings it's like, yo, but I told you not to, I, I told you in confidence. I specifically asked you not to say anything. What are you doing? And then, you know, you that's when you end up realizing it. So you end up staying in that confined space that I can't trust anyone space. So why am I going to seek someone out to talk to them? Because no matter what I say, or who I say it to, eventually it's going to get out there to someone that I know that I don't want to know. Mm. But let's take it a step further. What if you tell somebody, right? And not only does it get out, but it gets used against you. You know? like That's That's what I'm getting at. Like, no matter what you... What you you tell the person when they open their mouth and want to say something to someone or say something in an open form or in a public setting, it that is a way of it being used against you. Even when the person goes, "Oh, I didn't know. I didn't mean it." Mm. You know, because honestly, they're their lack of better judgment now puts you in a predicament with those that didn't know something was going on but now feel the need to want to get into your business if they're not in your business or not do business with you if they are a part of that business right And I know we're kind of speaking in code, but those who are part of the culture, you know exactly what we're talking about. And here's the thing with everything that me and Darren are saying, right? None of that is helpful. And if this is a seriously traumatic experience, it's only making the trauma worse. So how do you heal? How do you get better? How do you become functional? How do you grow from that setting, from that experience, from that trauma? If you don't speak to someone who's impartial, who's objective, who is licensed to not say anything because they can get arrested and lose their license, in truth, you don't. You don't grow. You don't heal. And then you become the type of man that not only abuses themselves, whether it's with alcohol or drugs or other things, but you abuse other people. 
whether it's with domestic violence or with sex or with any form of other aggression. It's just something that I wanted you to think about. And I know that I can easily sit and make all different kinds of jokes, right? But this was going to be a very serious episode because this is a very serious thing. Because there's a lot of wounded and hurt people that continue to hurt other people. And I think that cycle of hurt should stop with you. And whoever's listening, there are people out there, including myself, that want to help, that are choosing to help and not for a paycheck. Because trust, I don't make a lot. But who want to assist you in your journey towards healing, who want to get you to a place where you're able to function the way you want to in this life. But you have to trust and trust the process. Understand, though, uh, a lot of what was said um, and most likely will be said does not simply only apply to men. You know, it, it, does, it, it applies to persons of color as a whole because many of us got the same lessons. You know, well, it doesn't matter, uh, man, woman, or however you identify. That is true. It, it, many of us got the same exact lessons from those which raised us. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be a, 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 a parent, a grandparent, or another blood relative, or a family member that you only that you find out later was just a guardian, was just a, a best friend of a parent. You know, or you happen to have been adopted and you were adopted by someone who looks like you. They're going to end up giving you the same conversations and the same lessons because they want you to have the same tools as they got when they grew up. Which typically is what happens in this house stays in this house. But just understand though that right now we are focusing on men for a moment. And I I honestly want to think that it's because as much as women of color are given the same lessons, it's normalized for you ladies, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's normalized for you women to connect with each other. It is. And get help from one another to speak about your feelings in group settings or in individual settings and try and work them out. Whereas for us, God help you. <laughs> if you speak about it, I mean, you know, it, you it, trying to keep it PC, ladies and gentlemen, not trying to, you know, get censored here, but... No, no, keep it, keep it a thou. You know, you're called a pussy. Like, suck that shit up. Oh, you called a bitch. You, you called, called a bitch. bitch. Real quick. Real quick. I mean, shit. It, how many times have you heard you's a bitch ass nigga? Facts. Or, 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 or cut the bitch assness right now, just, right? Just for talking about, you know, I'm sad right now. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Shut, like, shut like, your that's, bitch ass that's, up. That's exactly the right. And I mean, even look at the comments, right? Mm-hmm. Automatically, you're associated to a female gender for having emotions, as if being a man means that you're not allowed. 
to have emotions. Pretty much, but that's, that is what it is. We are taught to be strong all the time. As if strong people don't need help too. Right. We all need a hug. Let's just be honest. We all need a hug. At some point in time, we need a hug. A good one, too. Not one of those where you can see the sunshine in between. We mean one of those, like, 400-pound women who cook in chitlins that hug and go, hmm, while they hugging you, that type of hug, and, and hold you for a good 20 minutes with all the chitlin sweat. We need one of those hugs once in a while. And y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Minus the hot damn chitlins. If you still eat chitlins, I'm chitlins. Uh, I really question your diet. Yeah, because they do smell. They smell nasty as hell. But but that's not the point. So in in having to deal with that, in having to deal with a a, a culture of keeping things to yourself, you wonder why many of us walk around on edge. And it's unintentional. It isn't directed towards anyone in particular. Most of the time, it's directed towards everyone. Because we are always ready for the bullshit. And you're always ready to fight because there's nothing but pent-up emotion that's never been able to be expressed. But if we, I mean, when we decide to take a moment and talk to someone, nigga moments... Hmm. Are decreased dramatically. dramatically. And I mean, you end up seeing less violence or less randomized violence, less randomized acts of aggression. And you end up getting more pinpoint focused acts of aggression. Like, okay, you stepped on my shoe today. Whatever, I'll. I'll reach down, wipe it off, look at you crazy. You don't say anything, no problem. I'm going to keep it moving because honestly, it ain't worth my life nor yours. Um, No, you stepped on my shoe, bumped me, then got in my face for simply being in existence. All right, so now if I punch you in the face, you fucking deserve it. That's a fact. But at that point, like, it's not, let me take out, let me take out a weapon and spray the area. Right. Let me look directly at the person in front of me who is simply upset that I am, that I exist within this celestial plane and either talk to them to find out what the fuck is wrong and see if there is a civil way to solve it or let me tell them what the five fingers said to the face <laughs> and keep it moving and if they want to keep it up we can keep it up and if if I if I lose I lose but when I win Maybe you'll think twice about trying to take your aggression out on random individuals. 
I agree with you. And I know that we're just talking about emotions for a moment, but a real sensitive topic, which is really what brought up this episode tonight, is the amount of clients that I have had of black men who have been abused by their relatives, by uncles, by aunts, by their mother, by their babysitter. And I'm not just talking about physical abuse, I'm also referring to sexual abuse. And we're told that they were never allowed to say anything or because it was their babysitter, it was their teenage babysitter. It was like, oh, you the man, you know, you got some pussy at this age and oh, that's a notch on your belt. But in reality, he was raped. And because of the, the whole heteronormative nonsense, if you will, he had to live his life or these particular men had to live their lives being glorified for being sexually assaulted, for being molested, for being raped, and never being able to heal from it. And then they enter these relationships and they are with their wives or their girlfriends and wonder why those relationships don't work. Or they wonder why they're hypersexualizing their wives or hypersexualizing their girlfriends and they're unable to keep healthy relationships and don't see the connections between the two. And this is what I mean by the importance of being in therapy. It's more than just sitting down on someone's couch and just telling all your problems for some rando to listen to you. That, that's not it. It's being able to make the connections to better understand why your current behavior is what it is and how it's connected to what happened to you so many years ago when you couldn't talk about it or when nobody believed you or when you were afraid to talk about it because you didn't want it to be used as a weapon or you didn't want to be punished for it because you were told that if you spoke about what happened in this house, you were going to get beat up. Or that person that was abusing you was going to kill you. Or that the only person or the only being that could fix it was Jesus. It's just food for thought. Any last words, Darren? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> look, as a, as a black man myself who receive psychological services um it's something i highly recommend and i mean something more than talking to somebody with their giggle phd i mean the last thing you want is to get misinformation from someone untrained you really 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 do want to speak to someone who has the training and the educational background to give you some real help. Now that's not to say that your friend who's been there with you through, through many of your ups and downs is not qualified to assist you. 
But your friend's tired. Hell. They might be, but they also <laughs> could be. They also could be a part of the problem, unbeknownst to you. That's a fact. You know them being, them being around in certain situations allows them to bring their knowledge and their sense of how the world is supposed to work into your situation. And it may not have directly happened to them, but they may look at you and say, well, that's normal. Like, just deal with it. Mm. You know, it, that's what we all, you know, we all go through it. You know, it's it's nothing. I, it happened to me some time ago, and I took it like this. So you should take it like that. They just normalize the abuse and may, and and truly make it as if you are the one who's crazy, right? Who's wrong? Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, understand that using terms like crazy can be very dangerous. So mm-hmm. be, careful. be careful, okay? But seriously, I mean, I. I, I know I I know I've have thrown on my giggle PhD hat and have tried to help people in my own way, but have stopped and said, "Listen, you know I'm giving you said advice, but I want you to understand, uh, psychology is a hobby for me. It's not my profession. It's something I wanted to study, but never fully uh, allowed to mature." So I suggest you go and seek professional help. And as someone who seeks professional help, I can tell you it helps. Take everything that I said with a huge piece of rock salt. Do the homework. You know, find out what you can, but seek help. There's a grand chance that it can only help you. Even if it takes you a while to find the right person. But give it a chance. Don't overlook it. Go seek some help. And I've gotten many a thank yous. I've even had people stop me and say, you know, I appreciate you telling me that you seek professional help. That allows me to feel okay in seeking it out myself. And for that, I say no problem. Because we all are going through something. We don't know what it is. And it's more dangerous to let it linger than it is to let it out. Very true. Thank you, honey, for doing this with me. Can you take these handcuffs off me now? Can I go? You know what? <laughs> and this is where I fight him. Anyway. Um, and thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for being a part of this experience with us. Um, I hope that this was helpful. Um, if any of you are interested in following me, I do have an Instagram. It's be well with Tiffany underscore. If any of you are interested in therapy, you can go on www.thementalmatters.com. This is Tiff Talks.
Thanks for listening.